everything we are learning, everything we are, we are hearing in this time together, the most important thing is that we are putting it into practice. It's going to be a waste of time, a waste of resources, which we do not pray to happen. When all that we do is, yeah, I'm here again, I've written, I've taken notes, I've, um, I've had what we need to be said, and I just go back and it's, it's the regular. No. And I really believe that that will not be what is happening with, with us. We are going to take in the lessons, we are going to put it to good use, because that's what makes the difference anyway. That's what makes the difference. The investment, the practicality, putting to work the practical knowledge, right, of everything that we, the information that we hear. So before I go into what I want to teach for today, I want to please talk to, to the men. Um, I do a lot of marriage counseling, and I do a lot of relationship counseling as well with singles and with married couples. And it appears that some of our men need to level up. Some of our men need to actually grow up and do well and do better. I do not want to, I don't want to think that there wouldn't be a man in here, maybe one or two that needs to hear what I'm about to say. That relationships right now for some people is quite tough because of the men in those relationships. People are having a, a hard time. Some ladies are having a hard time because they are in a relationship with a man who has refused to grow, who has refused to compromise, who has refused to adjust, who has refused to drop allegiance to those archaic, to those backward beliefs and just be progressive in their thinking. So we find ladies who are in relationship and they're not even married, they're already having a lot of crisis. And the guy wouldn't let her go. You want her to be with you, you want to date this person, but you as a man, you are not doing well. Attitude-wise, character-wise, behavior-wise, in, in the way you think. And also for some married men as well. Because I like to tell married men, if you understand that scripture that says that for any man who finds a wife, finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord, you would know that having a wife is, not, is, just, is much more than having a partner. It's like God packing favor, mercy, and just giving it to you. But what happens is that now you are married to this person, but you are not allowing this person fulfill that calling, if I can put it that way, fulfill that place of being a blessing, of being a favor to you because of the way you are relating with that person. And that's why if you are a single man right now, you need to do better. The men that has gone ahead of you, many of them are fucked up big time. And so there are single ladies right now who are like, are these guys really growing? I hope I'm making a bit of sense. I hope I'm making a bit of sense. So relationships are being tough because we have men we wouldn't grow, we wouldn't learn, we wouldn't develop, we choose for different factors anyway, not to do the right things. And the truth of the matter is we have a lot of smarter single ladies. That's the truth. Smarter because you go to events, you find more single women. 
They are smarter. They are developing themselves. They are exposing themselves to the right knowledge. They want to build themselves mentally, personal development, capacity building. The ladies are improving. The ladies are, they are developing themselves. And that's why it becomes, a, it becomes pretty much difficult for them to even find the right match. Because the men in their, around are not doing the same. Am I right, single ladies? Oh, I'm not saying the right thing. Am I right, single ladies? Don't let the guys look as if you guys are... <laughs> you know. Because you just, you just, sometimes you just... You ask yourself when you, you are working with some people, why did you, how did you end up with someone like this? It's hard, it's, it's tough, but that's sometimes the question. Because it's as if you are far ahead. And there is nothing wrong, actually, meeting someone and you are not on the same frequency at the beginning. You, are not, you don't have the same energy. You don't have the same intensity. You don't have the same drive, the same enthusiasm. But as you progress in that relationship, you both have to catch up. Yeah, someone may need to, you know, tell, um, step down a bit for you to catch up. But there is no way that relationship will really be a robust one when there is one person in the relationship that keeps investing a lot. Let's read this book. Let's go to this program. Change the way you talk. Build up on yourself. You are too lazy. Improve yourself. Improve those in, on this skill. It's always one person who is putting in a lot of energy, a lot of work, trying to make the other person get better. And sometimes you find women doing that because, yeah, women, we are, we can, we are naturally nurturers. We want to invest. We want to build a vision. We want to help this person. But after a long time, you realize that this guy is just like an asorok. Uh, I said asorok, olumorok, who just will not move or bulge or change. And so what do you have to do? You exit. Because married couples understand that it's always better when you and your partner are what? You have the same drive, the same energy into your, into your relationships. So I just thought to share that briefly. So let our men do what? Let them level up. So look at a man around you and say, guy, level up. Even if that guy doesn't need it, he will go and tell his friend. <laughs> Tap that brother be around you and say, guy, level up, level up. You can do better. Mm? You can do better. We all can do better, actually. And as a matter of fact, also, it could even, it, sometimes too, it's the women, it's the ladies who are lay back sometimes. But I'm just speaking from my personal experiences in the counseling room. That we have a lot of men giving us tough time. I don't know why the thing has not, is still in my mouth. Morning, sir. Why is, you know, the men? Some men are giving us tough time. Hmm? He thought it was women. Pastor is not women, no. In this one, I mean, Pastor said he thought it was the women. That's what all married men see. That the women are the ones that are dramatic. That women just give them problem. We come with a package. We bring favor. We bring mercy. We bring blessing. And we just put small drama. drama. We just sprinkle it. But when we come in favor, the bag is big. Blessing, the bag is big. But when we want to bring small wahala, 
That's how God packages us. If your wife is not giving you small, small wala, she does not love you. <laughs> All right. Okay, so today, I'll be talking more to the singles and sharing also with the married in our midst. Um, so, I want two volunteers, a man and a woman. I want to send you an errand. Single woman, as long as you are, married, you are a human being. Man or woman. Right. Let's put hands together for her. She comes. All right. Okay, so church, let's hack this drama together. Let's do this together. I'm going to be sending you on errand. You have a bag with you. You are going to go through that high. Please, let's do this together. Just call her and drop something in her bag, whatever it is. Right? Anybody that calls you, just go to the person and drop. You know, and receive whatever the person wants to give you. Whatever, money. Ooh, I don't want to give, make any, you know, ref, uh, example. Hmm? Are you get, ah, if they drop pounds, so you will drop it back for the person. <laughs> pastor is asking that question. If they drop dollar, I don't know. Maybe it should be magnanimous enough to return it. But if I have that bag and anybody drops dollar or pounds, ah, I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, anything actually, and you will return it back, but for the purpose of what we are doing. So church, when they are walking down, just call him and drop anything inside that bag. You must come back with about 10 items, at least 10 items, right? You are not, you are not asking anybody. Don't ask, just walk down. Anybody calls you, they drop there. So let's do this together and let's take in this lesson. Right. <laughs> so that's the life, market of life I've sent you. Write the pin. So receive the information they are giving you, receive the data, receive the mindset, receive the concept, receive receive your your worldview, right. Okay, if you have 10 items, you can come. How was market? Unfortunately, it's not a market that you went to buy something. At least if you are going to the market, you have a list, right? Or you are going to the market and you want to cook. You want to cook or have soup. You know you are going to buy or have leaf, buy this, buy that. Isn't it? But the market they've gone is, they've gone blindly. They have no power over the market they've gone to. People have just called them and deposited different type of things in their bags. So when they get home and get to their kitchen, let's find out if we can make sense out of all that they have, you know, 
they have received. So the market they have gone to, let's just call it the market of, um, yeah, the market of life. And what they are trying to buy, what they are trying to get. So this bag in their hand is their marital bag. Are we together? Marriage bag. In that bag, they did not outrightly, yeah, they, they participated partially in everything that came into that bag. But they really did not have a lot of choice about what you dropped in there. Was there any point in time you told the person not to drop what they wanted to? Everything they gave you, you absorbed it. And the same thing happened to you. Did you return anyone? No, you just took it. Are you exactly sure everything in this bag without looking at it? Good. Are you exactly sure what's in that bag? No. All right. So, let's find out. Yeah, a little. These two people do not know each other, right? Let's imagine as well. They've never met. But let's also see, imagine that this table is a marital table. At some point in our life, after going to the market, she had come back, right, to cook what we term marriage. Are we together? Please stay with me. Remember again in this bag, she doesn't know what she will find. She has just gathered from different people. And the same thing applies to him. But somehow, they connected when they wanted to what? To get married. So before I get there, let's find out what's in your bag. Please put it here. Kiss your house in banana. All right. So look at what they both have. Extremely different items. What looks similar here? The books. Are the books even the same? No. They are just books and diary. What else looks similar? The pen, the stationaries. What else? Nothing, right? So now, what this symbolizes is that every one of us seated here, we have imaginary bags. We have marital bags. And this bag contains our mindset, our ideologies, our concept, the information that people, and who are those people? You met about 10 or 11 people, right? The journey I sent you now, it can be a journey of 25 years. Gathering different information about what? About what? Marriage. And majority of those information, many times, they were the informations we gathered unconsciously. We gather those information from where our parents, this information now, this one symbolizes a parent. Mm? Are we together? A preacher, a pastor, a movie you are watching. Um, help me now. Experiences, the way your uncles did their marriage, the grandma that you lived with. All of this is in your marital bag. 
And that marital bag, they are holding their bags right now. You and I, our bags are where? In our mind. So this is what this man has, and this is what she has. The things she did not outrightly go looking for. The parents who raised her, the preacher she's been hearing, the books she has read, the experiences she has, you know, put in, the movies she has watched, that has defined her own understanding of what marriage should be. So she comes to the marital table and this is all that she has. And she's boldly saying that what? These are the data I have. These are the information I have. This is what I want to use to cook marriage. Are we together? Stay with me. And the both of them now meet. Boy likes girl. Girl likes. Am I in the spirit? Hmm. So they. Have you both singles? Who is married? She. Oh, your husband is here. I'm sure the guy is looking at me. She and see why. Okay. <laughs> All right. So you know we are just acting. So the both of them now meet. And they want marriage to happen. And look at their bags. Some things has to. So let's pick what is similar. What is similar to the both of you? Beautiful. This person doesn't have. The way we are doing this is not how it happens in real life. But I want you to understand something. So this person, they now meet that is an attraction, right? That's where every relationship starts from. True or true? Something attracted this guy to her, and she was okay with it. And now, remember, they both have their imaginary bags. Now they want to form marriage. The type of marriage they are both going to form if they decide to marry is determinant on worth, on what is in their bag, but most especially what they decide to drop that is not going to favor them in the marriage they want to build, which majority of us sometimes find difficult. We have a strong bond with what is in our bag. We are so tied to those mindsets. Those ideologies, those concepts, this is the way they did marriage. This is what I know marriage is. This is how I'm going to do it. Nobody can carry my bag for me. This is what I've been holding for 25 years. So we get to the marital table and we still hold on to that bag. Even though there are certain items in that bag that needs to go. Because rarely in life will you find someone who has exactly your bag. Never. That everything in your bag in your marriage bag, is what the person you met also has. It will be easier. I believe there will be no problems in marriage. We just meet and just gel. Everything just what? Fall in place. And we have a fantastic marriage. But is that what really happens? Talk to me. Is that what really happens? So somebody needs to what? Drop something. So what are those things that we need to drop sometimes? The same thing in our bags. Some attitude towards marriage needs to go. Some mindset about marriage needs to what? Needs to go. Even though it was something that maybe your parents, a significant person in your life, deposited in that bag. And you believe so much in it. At some point when you get to that marital table. Except, of course, there is no what? Agreement between the two that they are willing to build something together. The moment this man commits to her and she commits to him. And they want to build a marriage. 
And they begin to share, which I'm going to t- t- run you through the five stages everybody will go through before you get to marriage. And they begin to share and ask. The sharing, the asking, it is still based on what is what? In their marital bag. So when they are trying to build, now they have the things that are similar. And that's one thing you must look out for. You must look out for someone who shares the majority of your similarities. Majority. Because you won't have everything. There will be some, major, there will be some similarities you have to build along the way. I hope I'm making sense. So now, this is what they have that they want to use to build their marriage. But much importantly, is that they must be willing that some things I learned, I picked up from people I don't even know. They just called me from life. I just gathered those data from them. It could be friends, it could be people you lived with, it could be movies you watch, because the movies we watch are very powerful. They are programming our worth, our minds. That's why it's called a program. You watch it and watch it and watch it and watch it, and after a while, it becomes worth your perspective about things. And some of those perspectives are what? They are wrong. They are dangerous. They are limiting. They are not progressing. But you still want to carry it into the new marriage you want to build. So let's look at another scenario that can happen if, for instance, this man comes and to him, the things in his bag are very valuable to him. He's not willing to drop any. Which some men do. Maybe I should even say most, but don't let me use most. Some men, they are coming into marriage and they believe that I know what to do. Am I communicating? This is how marriage should be. This is how it is. So let's say he's even coming with an African mentality. And this young woman has a bag that is more healthy. Am I communicating? Our own data of marriage is more progressive. It's more healthy. It's more empowering. And she's telling this guy, this African guy, this stubborn African man, that guy, the things you have in your bag are okay. Maybe they can serve the purpose if we want to build the same marriage as those who gave you. But right now, it's not going to work. I have something healthier. This is how I think it should be. What is this guy supposed to do? Talk to me. What's he supposed to do at that time? Listen to one, let go of these bags, but no. Mm-hmm. That auntie understands what I've said. I like that. The thing enter. So the man will say, mm, I'm from Ogomosho. Abi, I'm from Mumwaya. <laughs> or say local government. This is how we do it. They have been do- my mo- grandmother, great-grandmother has been doing the woman that lived in the village in the bush. And you are bringing the same mindset and mentality to the 21st century that this pretty woman has grown. She has a first word. You are the third word mentality. Rather than calm down and let her what? Help your life. Mm. Some single brother are receiving deliverance. Like I said earlier, when God gives you a woman, he gives you more than a woman. He gives you what? Favor. But majority of us don't see that way. We see a competitor. We see someone who has come to, to, to Buga, who has come to, help me now, who, who has come to, you, you just see her as a threat, and so you want to suppress her, you want to limit her, you want to shut her up, rather than embrace the value that she's bringing, and throw away your bag fast, fast, how did I get here? 
and build something substantial that can last with her. So what needs to go in your bag? You see, the cultural belief that needs to go, the cultural mindset, the way you see women. I know the way I'm looking at majority of people here. You guys have it all put together. The people I'm talking to are on the street. They can hear my voice. <laughs> there are the people passing by. Everybody here. Abby, pastor now. I no. Eh, man of God. Am I communicating? I don't want to deceive myself. The people I'm talking to are on the streets. But you're just listening because you're already in the hall. So what needs to go? Because the end product, because for you to get a good juice, the oranges must be worth, must be good. So I want a juice. It's not from the juice or that we know. It's from what? The oranges. So they are bag of marriage. You have your own. is imaginary somewhere in your head, in your mind, in your thoughts, in your beliefs, in your unconscious mind. So those things need to drop. Some of us need to go back home and begin to observe our wives. And it could be your husband. There's something this person is trying to bring into this marriage I've been resisting. I need to calm down and what? And listen. There's something this woman has, this man has. And from my own little experience, it is usually, it falls more on the woman. Because you, the men will agree with me. Women are smarter. And we grow faster. Like I said earlier, it is more women you find in programs. They are developing themselves. They are equipping themselves. Capacity building, they are there. Personal development, they are there. Financial classes, they are there. Relationship classes, you will find women. Where do you find the men? Hmm? Viewing center. Beds. Eh? What's that place again? Eh? Football. Don't talk about what happened yesterday. You people should not start. Don't, don't talk about this. Don't mention football. Some of us is still paining us. We did not eat. I had to be consoling this guy. Why would Chelsea not win? It's, it's not good. So where will you find the men? They will not come. There are several women in therapy because of the men in their life who have refused to come for therapy. The women shouldn't be in the counseling room, but they are there. Because they just married this man who just feels that nobody can talk to me. That's why I plead with you, younger men, you have a lot of work to do. The guys who have gone ahead of you have not done well. And there are several single ladies looking at you. So when they come, some of us come with a ship on our shoulder already to give you pa, 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 pa. It's not your fault. It's the people who have gone ahead of you. If they have done better, they will have also believed you enough that you will do better. So back to my story so I can continue my teaching, right? They want to build. I've mentioned two guys. One is willing to drop allegiance to those things that is not working. And another is what's insisting. But the most important thing that these people need to do, if they connect and they meet on the marriage, before they get to the marital altar, is that they must check their bags. They must what? Check their bags. How do you check? I'll tell you. You must observe this person you are dating. You must ask questions. You must ask questions. You must observe. You must pray. Somebody is saying pray. Pray. Why will you have the heavenly father as your God and you won't pray about marriage? Somebody, I was discussing with a young lady recently and I was telling her how I went on a mountain before I married my husband. I'm not saying do the same. Our journey is different. Yeah, I can, I can tell you three or four times, even more than five times. Like, I can't miss it in the area of marriage. Before God will do something, 
through me. Let him do it in me first. You've got to pray. You pray, you fast, you, you, you ask questions. You do the right things. Because sometimes, too, we can so much fall, fall, follow so much on our principles and, you know, all these guidelines, which are good. But I've also come to realize that there are some things that no matter how principled and structural and system it is, there is a place for the Holy Spirit. So if they will not agree, if she has said she's not going to drop, what's this person going to do? Excuse me, we can't build together. Because it will eventually what? Affect the outcome, the eventual product. But I did this so you can have an idea of where you are, what has happened to you, and, what's, and how, how you can make a decision about your marital future. And it's starting from you. Somebody says, starting from me. To check my bag and drop what I need to drop in my words, in my thoughts, in my attitude, in my character. In my beliefs, how do I see women? How do I see husband? How do I see marriage? How do I see parenting? What exactly is marriage? People come into marriage and we have no vision. Let's just marry, everything will be okay. And that's why that woman cannot function in such an environment because a woman needs something that you are planting to water. That's how God made us. We need something that you want to do, sell a vision. That's why women, men who can talk, who have the power of hurry they can get any woman. Even what, even what he's saying is not true. It's not making sense. It's not, but the guy is just selling something. Uh -uh. The future. The way we are going. Everything will be okay. The lady will believe. Because she just needs something. That's, that's, that's futuristic. That's why you, sometimes you say women, women are dramatic, they are dramatic. The woman wants to step into that shoe because you are not doing the right thing. She knows a man should lead, provide leadership. Where is this family going in five years? I'm saying this maybe because of the many sessions I've had in the past two weeks. Some men just, we just need to do better. We need to do better. You are saying the woman is bossy, the woman is too forward, but you aren't doing anything. What vision are you selling to her? We, are, we have come to help, Ma. Isn't that what God called us? We are helpers. So I'm here, nothing to do. I will be frustrated. I will frustrate you. There has to be a vision. There has to be a call. There has to be a direction. And one of the things men should provide is to provide what? Leadership. Provide leadership. Where exactly? The Lord will help us all in Jesus' name. So any question from this before I move on? You want to ask me anything? You don't understand from this analogy. I'm sure this will stay with you longer. So as you are going right now, guide your bag. Don't let anybody drop rubbish in your bag. This one just went through blindly. Am I communicating? Yes, please. So I know you said this is mainly for single people. And the advice here is... Before you marry someone, make sure most of what is there is compatible. But just for married people that you didn't do this exercise, five years down the road, you now see things there. What, how do they deal with that? Because I know many married people have found themselves in that situation. You are now with someone that, wow, I didn't think I could cope. I don't think I can cope with this. How do they navigate those kind of issues? 
You are very right, sir, that some people did not do, they did not know this. They got married when they got married. And so, <laughs> and so a few years into the marriage, you are realizing that, you know, I wish I didn't pick this partner. It is not every time that things like this happen that it will lead to divorce, particularly when you have human beings in that marriage who are teachable. Who are what? Teachable. And that's a trait every single person must also look for. And I see that also as well. When these people can see that this is what your partner is saying, and doing one, two, three things will change the dynamics of everything. But you refuse to just adjust and pick up on those. Inf it can't be, can be painful. For some of us who are parents, you also know the way it is when you are telling your child, don't do this thing. And the child keeps going back there. Keeps going back. Sometimes it's like, ah, is there? Sometimes I ask my children, is ah, come, let me. Is it you know, excuse me. Is it that you don't hear my instruction? But I realize it's in faces. And as they grow, they begin to adjust, which then gives you peace. But some will not adjust, even as adults. So what would that couple do when you find yourself in such a situation? Certainly, you have to first of all call that person. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm believing that, I, that you married a human being <laughs> who has hairs and uses the hairs to burn on. But guy, I love you, you love me. We are married. This should last forever. I don't want to walk away, but I think we need to do some, you know, some rearrangement. Some things are not working. Let that person know and speak from a place of love. Speak from that place of, I want the marriage to work. Am I communicating? Let that person see the reason that this balance is not, give instances. And also give instances of what might happen, which can be more disastrous if nothing changes. You have to paint that picture. If this changes, I'm here. I'm going to support you. Let's go to the tough work of change together. We can check in ourselves for counseling, put ourselves into prayer, get books to read, go to conferences, speak with mentors. Let things change. Look at what it has cost us. You know, do all of that analysis for that person. And let him or her realize if things do not change, this might be the consequences. However, I'm here to do all the needful. And I'm also believing the human being will begin to take baby, baby steps. While you are also patient, knowing that this person has been like this for what? 45 years, 50 years. And your expectations also must not be very high because things, some things will never change. It's painful, but that's it. Then you have to manage and, and ask yourself, hey, the one that will never change, is this something I can manage, I can deal with? And that's usually very tough, even in session. That is an area of this person's life. You could be the person is stubborn. You could be the person is a bad spender. You could be the person is a serial cheater. You could be the person just refused to be a bad man or bad woman or an abusive partner. Whatever it is. Even if the person is abusive, like I was saying where I was preaching yesterday, it is not every abusive relationship that would end in divorce. When you sit with some couples, you won't know the one that has slapped each other before, and they are doing 40 years of marriage. But the slapping did not continue. Yeah. At some point, somebody receives sense. Because if they say, they pinch me, I walk away from my marriage. They slap me, I walk away from marriage. They step on me, I walk away. How many people will be in the marriage? I hope I'm, 
I'm being clear. Don't say, I'm not saying you should stay in an abusive marriage. But what I'm saying is that it is not every time there is an abuse, the marriage has to what? End. There are several stages you go through. Yes, go for safety. Exit yourself. Find a safe place to be. Look for a counselor. Talk to a counselor. Pray. Check in for therapy. Read books. Develop yourself. Find reconciliation and then get back together if it's possible. So whatever you find on the journey of marriage, there will be some you can adopt to, you can adjust to, and there will be some you will never change. So seek expectation. What are my expectations of this person? I expect this person to clean in a certain way, but that person does not even have an idea of what cleaning in a certain way means. So if I expect that person, for some of us who have asked helps, you know what I mean. She has just come in all the way from Shokoto, and you expect her to understand Chandali. You expect her to understand <laughs> the function of your, of your kitchen appliances. I know because they, are, they have shown me Pepe. So they have taught me patience. So when they come, I take them through. I don't expect so much because I know she does not know. So this man I married, who I did not like some of the things he or she does, this person needs to first of all become the person who can deliver what I want. So if you are married, you are married. Call the person, talk to him or her. What do we need to do? Agree on a counselor. Agree on a mentor. Agree on an accountability partner. Agree on what needs to change. And give the person time. Give the person what? Be patient with the person. Because sometimes that person who wants to change will need a lot of support. Between that journey, you are doing up and down, up and down, up and down. Even that person will not grow. Encourage, support, love upon the person. So if the person is changing, that's testimony. I hope I'm making sense, Pastor. If the person is not bulging, still that the Ulumo rock, they don't, whatever you do, it doesn't consign them. Then you now sit and ask yourself, for how long will you do this? You are in your late 40s, and this person has not changed for 14 years. He may never change. This person has not changed for 20 years. Can I live with this for the rest of my life? If you can, you boju from all the ones the person is not willing to change and just cope and manage with what the person can deliver. Or divorce can be an option, depending on what it is. Am I communicating? That's why singles need to what? Be careful. People can change, actually. Nobody can say, I cannot change. This is not who you were a month ago. This is not who I was even two weeks ago. So when we say people don't change in marriage, it's a lie. We all what? We all change. Just that people change at their time. They change at their pace. They change when they want to change. You can't force anybody to change. But we all change. People change. So if you are single and you don't want to change, don't get married. If you don't want to change, you don't want to be teachable. <laughs> you know, yesterday when I was teaching, I told them, I said, if you are not taking shit in your marriage, it's a lie. We all take small, small shit. It's part of the package. I'm not saying insult or something, but there are some things you just take, and you know that normally, uh-uh. I, I mean, normally, I will not accept something, but it's just marriage, you, bros. Uh, it's marriage, you. I will not take that one, anybody, in Igboro, just because... I'm not bearing your name. It can pass. Right? So I hope that helps. Right. Any other one for this? So we move on to what I have to share with us today. It's already 12.30. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you. So return their stops. And those who gave her will remember. Those who gave them will remember. Okay.
All right. Are we learning something? Are we promising we'll put to practice what we are learning? It's only Pastor Yuna that is answering no. Are you promising you will put to practice what we are learning? You are already practicing. Fantastic. That's the joy, actually, that we are getting better every day, every day, every day. We want to see more happy relationships, more healthy marriages, more happy, blissful marriages. That's our prayer. That's what I desire. And that's what I know that God also wants for, for all of us, especially his children. So today I want to quickly share with the singles. Let's talk on some of the stages we go through before we eventually decide I'm going to marry this person. I'll be referring to the illustration I've just done so that we have, you know, deeper understanding. Let's cement that understanding for us. Even if I don't finish it today, we'll continue next week. Are we together? We'll continue next month. <laughs> All right. So there are five stages you will go through before you get married. Every married couple, every, so not, not every, majority of married people right now have also gone through those phases. Just that for some, they didn't take time to, you know, ask the right questions, you know, um, maybe have enough, enough time in knowing that person. Because preparing for marriage is very important. Your preparation, how you prepare for your marriage will certainly, you know, reflect in how healthy your marriage is, how you prepare and what you continue to do consistently afterward, after marriage. Because some people prepare, and the moment they transit into marriage, oh, Lua, oh, she, oh, finally, thank God, they just dropped everything. Now they are married. They, re- they think that the fact that we started out loving each other, we are going to continue loving each other. Mm-mm. It doesn't work that way because love can die. Love can dwindle. Love can be frustrated. So we are, our love, the shark, yes, that's why we need to keep up what we do in the marriage to retain that affection, to retain that love, to continue to build on that romance and the connection. Am I communicating? So how we prepare for relationship is very important. I was speaking with a young lady a few days ago, and she's 34 plus. She's been dating this guy eight months and about to break the relationship. And I said, before you walk away, let's just, let's open it up. You can't be going in and out. You can't be dating right now like you were in your 20s. When you were in your 20s, it's okay. The guy can mess up. Get away. I'm just 24. Maybe I'll find a new catch in a few months. Am I communicating? But at 34, the moment you cross over to 30, how you do relationship has to change. Not that you don't have time. You have time. But then again, you don't want anybody wasting the time that you have. So anybody cannot just be coming and going. So I said eight months is a long time to just walk away. Let's find out what's happening. Can you calm down? Let's see. Let's, the, the guy may be making sense. You also may be making sense. Because if you drop this one, the next guy you meet may not have the same problem. may have another. And then eight months again is down the line. And you want to walk out of that relationship. That's why knowledge is very important. So that even at 35, you want to date somebody. You are committed to doing it for at least nine months. And you know what you are doing. From the very beginning, even in in a month, you can decipher this is not the person. Because you have what? Pack load of information. You know what to ask. You know what to look for. You know what you want. You know how to express yourself. You know how to do a quick interview for that person. 
while you pray and then watch. You could be, the same thing applies to the man as well. I'm talking if you are 30, 30 and above, 35. You understand what I mean? You don't want to be 35 and dating for six years like some of us did. We started early. This guy was almost a, pedo, uh, a pedophile when he caught me very small. Don't open your mouth like that too. It's not. I'm just joking. My husband is not a pedophile, you. We met at 21. Oh, please help me post it online. I was just kidding. I hope you understand what I mean. That we started early and we were together for about six months, six years before we got married. The way this broadcaster opened his mouth. You know, there are some things you don't see where journalists are. So that they will not go and put it online for you. One coach, counselor, husband is a, it's a serious crime. You know, come and put shake, shake in my hand. Okay, so, there are five levels of knowledge every single person must understand before we get into a committed relationship. And the first level of knowledge is knowledge of self. Somebody say knowledge of self. If you are single here, knowledge of self. I have to know myself. Knowledge of self, knowledge of your spouse, Knowledge of what marriage is. Remember we taught that in family system, Pastor Yinda. Knowledge of self. Knowledge of what? Spouse. Knowledge of what marriage is. Knowledge on the things that make marriage work. And knowledge on the things that can destroy marriage. Those five levels, every married person who wants a great marriage must have it. So I will take us through all of this. Certainly not today, but let's just kick start it. So knowledge of self. I must know myself. I'm single. And I want to get married. The more you know yourself, the easier you know who you are. You can what? You can marry. So the more I know myself, the easier for me to know who I can work with. So if I don't understand myself, I don't know myself. So let me run you through a few questions. Because sometimes people ask, hey, know myself, know myself. What exactly does it mean? It can be vacant when you say know yourself. So a few questions to help you know. Because you must know yourself Understand yourself, love yourself, so that when you are picking, you can know who to filter, who doesn't match you, who cannot work with you. So the first thing you must answer is the question on purpose. That's part of knowing yourself. Who am I? What do I want out of life? What do I want to do with my life? Have I found purpose? Which is not difficult to find. Growing up as a young Christian, they almost confused us about purpose. The teaching was everywhere. They were banging it in our head. Purpose, 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 purpose. That some of us were even confused. We, ah, yeah, we have to find this purpose. <laughs> you have to find this purpose. But it's not hard. Just look at what you like to do. And devise a way to make money around it. And some of us, some people are multi-talented. God gave them five, Right? Some of us is one. We stay with our one. We are, not, we are not different. God already sees into the future. This one will be okay with one. And some have 10, some have 12, but you, can, you still need to streamline whatever it is because you can't be doing 12 things at the, and expect to thrive in all of it. That's my belief, right? At least you may have maybe top three on that, on that list that you can major on. So who am I? What should I do? What do I want out of life? What are my values? As a single man, as a single woman, what are my values? What are the values I live by? The values of integrity, the values of love, 
the values of kindness, which is very key to me, and I think should be very important to every person. You don't want to marry someone who is unkind. Mm. You don't want to be there. So the story I was telling you about the 34-year-old um, lady, right? I, I wanted to um, elicit a point from there. So when I sat with her and I was listening to the guy, I realized that she has this, um, she's someone who is very strong-willed, which is okay, right? And the other guy, the, on the other side, this, this, this guy is also strong-willed, but she has, She's very futuristic. She's very, she, she's project-driven. She thinks about an idea. She doesn't even tell the guy. She's already flying. She's already running. And I, and I said, if this guy is also right in the fact that he takes his time. He wants to think, but you want to enforce yourself. Hey, I can't cope. Blah, blah, blah. But in communicating with the guy, I see someone who has, you know, who has a, a, a loving personality. So I said, hmm. Auntie, here to get here, sir. You will see the one that will have projects. She projects lower. You will see you will tire. Look at this guy who is nice. This decent guy that is not sleeping around. He still goes to church. He loves God. You are, you are looking at the irrelevant things. You are, you are majoring on the what? On the minor. So after three hours, she said, ah, I have to call. You have not only call, you will call. You will visit. You will apologize. You will buy gifts. This person is not lazy. Those are the way you are looking at this. And that's the place of counseling. Eight years, eight months, gone. I say, have another eight, years, eight months to 34. We all have time. Some people will marry at 50. It's the will of God. It's no problem. But some will marry at 50. And it is what? Lack of knowledge. It's so agidi, it's stubbornness. They will not hear. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's because of what I see. So look for the tangible things. Look for someone who is teachable. I said, this guy listens to you. You say you have idea, the guy will sit down. You will be talking idea for one hour. I said, come, come to counseling room. We are begging some to even sit down for 10 minutes. They have no sat. The one that sits to here will not do. This one will sit, will be nodding his head. Really? Fantastic. That's brilliant. If this guy is good, I'm going to find wife for her. <laughs> That's it. So what are your values? What are those things that drive you? I've met people who say, I can't date anybody who tell me lies. I can't, I can't manage, I can't cope. You lie, I'm a goner. That's the person's value. For some, they are family-oriented. When I was dating my husband, my husband is a workaholic. He still is. I sat down and I said, hey, she, this one will have family time like this. I had to call Pastor Nick Yadier, my mentor. Hey, Mommy, this guy is not, the way this guy works, I can't cope. I'm not sure he's going to have my time. I'm not sure he's going to have, he will be family-oriented like, like I want to. To say, okay, will you want him a lazy man? <laughs> he will bring money to the house. 
ฉันอยู่ว่าที่ว่าตาบีไทยตัวเวไทยดีเอฟไอ้บีซีบีบ Let's do one more at ten But you know, my fear then was that my husband grew up from a polygamous home. He's, he's not polygamous home. He's even, it has, it has, he, he didn't get as he be. You know, never met his father, never, you know, all of those. I'm like, I'm not sure. So we had to go in for counseling. I had to check in with myself. We had to talk. We had to do all of that. And I realized that he loved what he does, but information was important. That balance was important. But when Pastor Nike told me, <laughs> There are plenty lazy men in church. It suits that they'll be carrying up and down. You just be seeing your shoe shine. Not seen. So if you see the one where they go walk, and better he brings it and he has common sense. He loves God. Mm-hmm. So what are your values? You must know it. You must have it. You must build it. You must develop it. We all have values anyway, positive ones and negative ones. We all have. But you must be, you must know the ones that are very core. What are your core values? What are those things that cannot easily throw you off balance? That this is who this person is and that's who you are in regardless of what's happening. Am I communicating? So we've talked a lot about how I grew up, what happened to me, all of that. Those Those are some of the things you must know about yourself. What are the habits that you have? Good habits, bad habits. Don't lie to yourself. I know my as I'm standing in front of you. I know the ones I've overcome. So what are the habits that you have? The good ones, the bad ones? Am I communicating, friends? Those are the questions to ask. What are those things about my attitude that needs to change? What do I like about myself? So what is to go about my character, about my attitude, about my behavior? Be honest with yourself. If everybody is lying to you, don't lie to yourself. You know you are lazy. You know you are not clean. You know you are not nice. You know you are rude. You know you, are, you can be a snob. You know you can, yeah, you love God, you come to church, but sometimes I scorn, scorn. You know you can be very uptight. You can be, just be honest with yourself. Because that would help you to what? To find help. So that we are not overrated, we are not, we are not overrating yourself. Be honest. Knowledge of self, that's what we are talking about. How authentic are you? How real are you? This is me. How real are you? Or when you are in the office, you have a behavior. When you are at home, you have a behavior. When you are in church, you have a behavior. When you are among good friends, you have a behavior. When pastor is coming, you, you just suddenly develop hunchback. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the moment pastor goes. <laughs> Be authentic. You know, growing up then in our church as a young Christian, one pastor just called me one day and said, why are you always like this all over the place? Nah, excuse me, sir. What do you mean? You are just all over the <laughs> Because they think it wasn't right. They believe that in certain environments, I should have, 
it's not even decorum he was talking about. As you just have, as you look around and you should have eyes now. So you don't know how to have eyes. But I asked myself, was I doing anything wrong? No, I was just being the friendly, warming personality. Because I couldn't act what I wasn't. So that the person who meets you doesn't make a fake part of you. That's even more dangerous. And right now we are seeing things like that happen. Because people are marrying Yash. They are marrying Range Rover. They are marrying Big Chest. They are looking for flat tummy. As if I keep pessimists. All of us have flat tummy. Like Pastor Nida. Now fat, I fight. I know keep pessimists. Some people want to marry right now. It's amazing. They're looking for, 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 for degrees. They are, they, they, the first thing they want to impress you with, oh, this is what I'm dating. He has MSc in BSc. He has BSc in MSc. He has HND. <laughs> and you are wondering, come and see people who are professors beating their wives. Be major on the minor. It's irrelevant. I'm, I'm dating a senator. And so? Everyone should fall. I want to see the person's character. How authentic, how real is that person? Do they have the fear of God? Do they carry the Holy Spirit? Is Holy Spirit helping a lot of us in our marriage? Some of us will have done crazy things. There are times my husband has called me and said, I will show him. By yourself, you'll be just sitting and be the only people convincing you. Be, eh, Katie, with all the knowledge you have, Woman of God, you want to show your husband. By myself, I will be repenting. It's not knowledge, it's the grace of God. So what's my personality? What, what are my weaknesses? What needs to change? What do I, how do I, what, what do I need to expose myself to, to grow? Do I like myself? Do I accept myself? Do I like myself? I remember working with a young lady many years ago who had, you know, self-esteem problem because she felt she didn't have big boobs, right? And somehow, I, I later realized it was a medical condition. Maybe a doctor here can help us. Because when she was growing, they usually find, um, I don't want to call it tumor, but like lumps in her breast. And so growing up between ages like 8 and 18, she has done many surgeries, removing out those things. So when she got to a point, her boobs were not what? It couldn't grow. She couldn't have the normal. Am I communicating? As a young girl. And so she would keep padding and, and it affected her esteem. And I can imagine a young girl. So she got, somehow got depressed and then she was referred to me. And at that time she had met a guy who she had shared her story with. And the guy was willing to marry her. And... I realized that the only reason why she had said yes to this guy was because this guy accepted her. She wasn't focused on where the guy was coming from. She wasn't focused on his lifestyle. She wasn't focused on the background. The right questions to ask, she didn't see. You will marry me? Ah, I will die here. You will marry me? Like for real? And, you know, it's, it's laughable now, but this is something that almost damaged her life. I don't know where she is now, but it's been a, been a long time. But I was glad I was able to help her have that esteem, get back her life, 
Was it tough? It was. I wish I can just pump something in her breast and pop it out. But medically, it can never. And so she looks at herself, how will I marry? How will I have children? How will I breastfeed my... Even the problem that will never happen, she invented it in her thoughts. So I'm saying that to say that sometimes if you don't like and accept yourself, you can on that premise say yes to anybody who wants, who comes. And that person will now leverage on that area of your life. You know, I just want to marry you because of this Lego. You know, the way the thing is looking, you may not find any Benny husband. Let's shall ah. marry you, shall I dance, shall? Because the person already knows that that's your area of worth, of weakness. And it goes both ways too, not just for the ladies, even for the men. So do you like yourself? Do you accept yourself? Even with the things you are working on, accept yourself. That's it. Remember when I talked about wholeness? Remember that the Bible says we are complete in him. Who is what? Head of all. You are complete. Completion is not perfection. Because as the, that's why we have, we have the privilege to still come back to the Father. Father, to say that I'm, I'm struggling in this area. But at first, I accept myself with my flaws. So that nobody can use it to confuse me. Right, am I making money? Do I have a career? Do I have a steady income? However little it is, as a man or as a woman, be able to feed yourself and feed an extra mouth. That's why you don't live beyond your means. You don't carry Gucci bag. A lady saw me recently, wanted to sell bag, 150. 150,000. I'm sorry, I know some of you carry bags like that, but this woman in your front, <laughs> it is where? Money bag. <laughs> I'm sorry. I said, how will I get? If I, if I can't get times three of that money to put inside that bag, I, I don't know. If it's a gift, I will collect because Pastor Inda can decide to give me that gift. <laughs> she market and market. Marketing, yeah, this woman, call a walk. <laughs> I'm sorry, it can't work. 150 bag. She said, skinny con, the leather is skinny con. She helped me polish. She helped me. If I have your client, I will call you. <laughs> so are you making money at least to feed yourself? That was what I was saying. It's, you don't have to have all the money. I've met men. I want to have five million. Ah, marriage. So I can care for my wife. I can care for my children. I can start my house in three, three flats. Uh, three flats. I can skinny con. I didn't want my wife to calm down. We started in one room. Where did you start, sir? Half room. <laughs> I know pastors started in you know, a duplex. Not everybody will start their life in a duplex. When I met my husband, he had maybe two shoes. He was living in one small room like that. And we were cool. But when you enter that room, oh, more, there is AC. <laughs> Was there AC? Ah, I have mouth. There is no AC. <laughs> but you know why I said there is AC? There is this window. <laughs> there is adjacent the door, the breeze, are, are when you enter like this, very cool. So you don't feel it. For the time that I'm there, it's as if there is AC. So I just imagined in my heart <laughs> that there is AC in this place. Are we learning? 
So, you are making money, you have a job. What are your likes? What are your dislikes? It's okay if you like big girls. It's okay if you like tall men. It's okay if you like them dark. It's okay. You should know so that nobody will confuse you. You should know. You should know that, those, yeah, those things may be minor, but you should know. There's nothing wrong. Everybody has what they want. But it must not be so, so strong where you cannot hear the voice of God. That, this, that you, are, you just have this speck and it has speck in your head and nothing can change it. No. You must know your like. You must know what you want about the other person physically, financially, mentally, intellectually. Have an idea. We are talking about yourself. That is how you should know. Where would you like to live? You should know what kind of marriage do you want? What kind of lifestyle do you want to live? You should know. I have two clients. Two of them are pilots. They've been married seven, eight years now. No baby. They travel everywhere, go everywhere. That's their life. They both signed up for such. The guy did not say, let me go and marry somebody who wants to have five children. I will not stay at home. My life is on, this, on the hair. I'm flying at every time. And they are both cool with it. And they walk their way around it. So we are landing in Manchester. I land in Manchester. We do three hours. Everything, 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 everything. You fly to Florida, I fly to Dubai. We have connecting flights, we meet. That's marriage for some people. Uh, you don't understand. But at least they have that what? Agreement. And nobody is saying, I want to have a baby. So maybe when they get to a certain level in their career, and they think, okay, we can start a family. Beautiful. Because how would you even have children and you are flying? And we still have more problems. The one that is on ground, we have not solved. It wouldn't be more. And we are not available. So what are my fears in life? What are my fears? What are my worries? What are my concerns? What are those things that give me, you know, what makes me anxious about my future? What are my convictions? What are my ambitions? My dream? What do I want? Am I communicating, friends? What do I want out of life? What secrets do I need to get out what secret needs to come to the open? All of us have secrets. The one you know may affect you. So I worked with a lady many years ago who said while she was living with her husband, while she was living with her aunt, there were several times she had sexual intercourse with her aunt's husband. And, and you know, eventually she came to Christ, she healed and all of that, but she said she, she, she's not sure she can ever forgive and forget and Forgive herself. Because her husband knows. The aunt never knows. And at any time she remembers, she feels someone is going to do the same thing to me. Because my auntie will travel, take care of the house, take care of my children, take care of the third leg. The auntie didn't say that. The auntie trusted her, brought her from the village to help her go to school and all of that. We couldn't help her, actually, because she, she held on so much to that guilt, and I could see that. So I asked, if we let out this secret, what would happen? Will, will you, will you deliver her? But I wasn't just sure. I, 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 I would have helped her more if I had the skills I have now, because I'm talking about maybe eight or nine years ago. Even me, I was afraid. So some of us, some, for some people, it may not be that bad, but what do you need to release to have peace? Face the consequences now, and you know what? They may not even be consequences. 
They may not be. Because there's a way some of these things might affect, right? So let me run through this and take a few questions. What are my personal development plan as a single man? Knowledge on self. Am I communicating? How do I need to develop myself? Who do I want to marry? Who is that person? How do I want that person to look? What do I want that person to have? Where do I want that person to come from? All of those desires, you must have them and know them. Even though you have to be flexible with some of it. Am I communicating? How do I want the person to look? How do I want the, want the person to be emotionally, mentally, intellectually, spiritually? You need to know. Who am I? What triggers me positively and what triggers me negatively? You need to know. What tickles your fancy? What's your weakness? Remember, you don't, you don't plan how to get out of your weakness when you are in the weakness. You must have a plan before you get in. People are stuck in their weakness because they had no prior plan. That's why you must know your weakness. But this thing is my area of weakness. So I never get there. Or even if anything happens and I'm in that web, I have an exit. You don't get caught up and you are looking for exits. Usually you will not find, you will fall. And being tempted, the Bible didn't say is a sin. It is when you fall into temptation that you what? That you sin. So what triggers me positively? What do I like? What excites me? You must know. You must have it. Some of us need to sit down and ask ourselves this question. If you have noticed, I ask a lot of questions. Because in questions is life. It, it makes you think. It elicits deeper realities for you. I've talked about values. What are my values? But now, what are the values I have to bring into the relationship? I just want to come and collect. And right now, the collecting is negative. When they say you will collect, <laughs> it's not good, ba. So what do I stand to also bless this person with? What do I have to give? What type of marriage do I want? What type of marriage? What type of family do I want? I just told you about pilots. Who are That's their life. I know couples as well who who say it is better for them not to live together. That one is still somehow for me. I don't understand it. Because God plans that marriage will but You want to Bluetooth your spam money. You want to Bluetooth kiss me. Yeah, we can kiss online, we can do. But is that marriage? How do, how do you sustain that? Those are just temporal shock absorbers. Then we'll just be seeing ourselves twice a year. Ah. And you both, there must be something wrong with someone. Is that one or the both of you? But some people will say, when we stay together, we fight, we quarrel. So it's better when we are apart five months. We now see ourselves two weeks. Everything will be okay. So towards the end of two weeks, before the drama starts, we, we go again. Right. So what type of marriage do you want? You must know so that somebody will not rob you into that type of arrangement. I hope I'm making sense. What do I need to learn? Very important. What do I need to learn? Learn how to cook. Learn how to clean. Learn how to keep your environment, learn self-development skills, learn how to listen, how to play, how to laugh, how to be welcoming, how to be accommodating. Marriage brings many people around you. You would have to be welcoming to more people than just worth your partner. So let me pause for today. Those are the questions I want you to reflect on and know yourself. So if you didn't capture many things, maybe you would have to listen again. To knowing yourself. That's the first level of what? Self 
the five areas of knowledge you must get information, must be exposed to before you get to the marital altar. Know yourself. When you know yourself, your error rate in meeting the wrong person is reduced drastically. You, don't, you, are, not, you are not doing trial and error. You know yourself, and the next thing I'll talk about next week, next month, is knowing your partner. So you do your work, match, match, fast, fast. Nobody wastes your time. Have you been blessed today? I should just mention the five stages. Knowledge of self, knowledge of partner, knowledge of marriage, knowledge about the things that make marriage work, and knowledge about the enemies of marriage. Knowledge of self, your spouse, your marriage, the building techniques for marriage, and then the enemies of marriage. This is a system we have built a course around. That when you go through these five and you are committed to it and praying that you have a partner who is committed to it, we'll have more blissful marriages. We can't help everybody, unfortunately, but let's help ourselves in this place. Hallelujah. Just imagine every one of us in this place have a working marriage. Because you won't know how many people you are influencing with your life. You won't know how many people you are influencing that you have a beautiful relationship, you have a wonderful marriage, and people can learn from you. Because one marriage saved is a lot of other marriages saved. Just imagine you have three children in that family. That's already a done deal to a large extent because they already have the right foundation. Thank you very much. God bless you all. So let's see if you have a few questions in the few time that we have. So if you want the mic, you can just, you know, indicate, raise your hand. If you want the mic, if you don't want to type, or you have a comment, you have something you are not clear about, you have a contribution, question, comment, contribution, or you disagree with anything I've said, don't go home disagreeing. I'm still here. Just ask me. <laughs> Oh, good. Hello. Um, my name is uh, Victor Ekweme. I am visually, in, I'm a visually impaired uh, individual. Um, I just want to share my own story because I feel it might help some people. Um, so for me, I, um, I got depressed after my, my vision actually um, deteriorated and it was quite disheartening. Um, so I went into a phase of, in my mind whereby I was like saying, oh, who's going to marry me? Similar to what that girl said and all of that. But... Um, Somehow, some way, my, one of my friends invited me for a party. His, his girlfriend was throwing a party at the time. And um, at that point, two of the girls there started uh, gushing over me. <laughs> As a fine boy. As a fine boy. <laughs> but um, that actually turned my thinking. Around, mm. I was like, oh wow, even in this uh, state, I still have people who are 
gushing over it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, after that, I started building myself. I went through a whole level of self-development. Um, it took me a couple of, like two, two, two years actually, whereby I started reading books. Um, I started going into YouTube and looking for mentors like Brian Tracy and Jim Rohn. I started learning a whole new thing uh, or mindset which changed the way I thought, the way I acted, and generally be w the way I associated with people, mm. and even um, helped me in the way I actually work, mm. uh, you know, and related with people. Can you put hands together for him? <laughs> right. So, um, with that, um, obviously, as a Christian, you pray and everything. Mm. And the way everything worked, God started working so many miracles, I'll say, in my, in my life, mm. whereby um, somebody told me, like, I'll, go, I'll come home and I'll stay in my house and just learn new things. Mm. And so with that, someone said I was going into my own PhD or my own college or my own university, mm. right? And so after that, um, uh, after the lockdown, that's how I, I, you know, through prayer and, you know, fasting, I met my mm. wife. Mm. And from there, uh, we got married, and now I have a baby. So it's all, it's all come together. Mm. Such a beautiful story. Aww. <laughs> you don't understand. It's when you hear this like that, you say, aww. I don't even know what to say. I celebrate you, my brother. I celebrate you. You know, I, 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 I like that, that, um, that journey. I, I like that progression. I like that progress. I, li I like it. And I'm sure what you've said has encouraged you know, a few people. Because life happens. And sometimes life is not fair. And sometimes too, life can be beautiful. And sometimes when life happens to you, you make the best out of it. You make the best out of it. So I'm grateful to God for your life. I'm happy for you that despite the change that life has, you know, the journey that life has brought, brought you through. So when you were sharing on how you went on that journey of self-development, I said, that's it. That's it. Because... I don't, I don't have so much of the story, but that can actually sink anyone. But like you said, the mindset, that's where, that's where life is. That's where the power is. And that was able to change for you. And today you are married. I wish I can hug your wife, beautiful woman. I presume that will see some man like this. So you see again that attraction can start with the physical, which usually that's where it starts from. <laughs> but people, but a sensible person will make a final decision, not on the physical. I used to have a friend when I was in school. This guy was a lover of slim girls. I couldn't date him because he was crazy. He loved me. I said, you, <laughs> I'm a Jesus girl. You. Mm -mm. But every person this guy has dated, so we lost contact, blah, blah, blah. So I met him Three or four years ago, and he said, this is my wife. To God, we made him, I almost fumbled. I almost, he said, lie. 
pretty big and everything like you know when they full grand full option he said well, i said mm -mm. i had to quickly because i couldn't believe because i know him so later we got chatting playful i said ah, ah i see your madam he said give me that woman get sense that woman gets so he gave me the story that yeah you know me i've always loved you babes blah 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 but i realized that all the ones i was meeting i was just focused on but when i met her the way we communicate the way we connected the what she was bringing on the table i said i can't let you go even if you were slim down small but that's not even my i love you the way you are because you were coming with so much value that i didn't pay attention again to how you were looking so well done, my brother. I wish you all the very best. God bless you. God keep you. God embrace you and make all your dreams come true. All right. So no questions for today? No questions? Slido. No question. Oh, good. All right. Thank you very much. God bless you. Enjoy the rest. Oh, okay. Singles, yeah. Okay, so my husband said I've talked, I've talked to singles who um, have addressed knowing yourself, um, self-knowledge for singles, much more on discovering yourself. But now that if I'm married and I realize I got married without discovering myself, so what do I do while, you know, amen? You discover, no, you find yourself, you are still alive. <laughs> you find yourself inside the marriage. And we have to be realistic with ourselves that, yes, when I was 20, what I can do at 20, at 30, at early 40s, I may not be able to do when I'm 50 or 60, but still, life can be good. Life can be good. Life can be better. It is when you wake up that is morning. You didn't know, hmm, but now you know better. You should what? You should do better. Correct the mistakes. Sit down with yourself. Be frank with yourself. Ask yourself questions. And whatever your hand finds to do, do it well. I've seen people, I'm finding purpose, I'm finding purpose. The thing will no loss. The one will guarantee for their hand. And they throw an entire family into jeopardy. They throw an entire family into chaos. Because they have had one motivational speaker that said, go and look for purpose. Which is okay, which is not wrong. You should find yourself. But that which you still have on that journey to discovery, nurture it, take it, be good at it, be diligent at it. Right? So if you are married and you did not find yourself, please find yourself. And seek counseling if you need to, to seek help. Seek help, seek counseling. And somehow, I, I sometimes also believe that there is a way that life helps us to, to, to figure out a few things on that journey. To figure out a few things on that journey. Particularly if that person is very, um, is the word industrious now, very, you know, self-driven, life-driven, that person is growing, that person is developing themselves. That's the way things will fall in place. When you say you didn't discover yourself as a single person, it will affect you more if you are redundant. You are not doing much, you are just there. But if you keep growing, keep improving yourself in the areas where you know you, you, are, you, 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 are, you, are, you have the, the grace, the personality, the skill for, things will work out. My advice and comment for singles to build friendship 
and not become overly obsessed with the marriage as a target or endpoint. My advice and comment. Oh, okay, okay. My advice and comment is for singles to build friendship good and not become overly obsessed with the marriage as a target or endpoint. Yes, you should build friendship, very important. You should marry someone that is your friend, someone that you love. It's important, friendship, and I will take you through that five journey. There's a time for you to be attractive to that person. The next phase is asking. The five A, you are attractive, you are asking. Asking stage is like the dating stage. You are getting to know that person. The next stage is alignment. Have hacks, I think we kind of connect a bit. Let's move before you get to the altar. There are things you need to do. I laid emphasis more on all that singles who you don't want anybody wasting your time. And let's build friendship two years. After two years, you say you did go. Right? So, yeah, you always start from friendship with everybody you meet. But don't now dwell so much on building friendship and you are not asking the right questions. And at the end of the day, it's not worth your time. Am I communicating? Thank you very much. God bless you. Come on, I believe you can do better than that. As usual, I'm sure you must agree with me that waiting behind was worth it, right? Um, no, so many we 